Welcome to Thrive Church Online. We are here to know God, to grow in Him, and go. We hope you feel encouraged and equipped through this week's message. Uh, by the way, we've got like 10,000 people here with donut stickers on, the Donut Squad. Can I just say that's freaking hilarious? Because today we're talking about sex. Um, so if you have a minor child in here, I am going to encourage you right now to take advantage of our children's church or our nursery facilities. Because did somebody just leave? Uh, that's smart. No, like, look, because I'm going to say some things that are more like NC-17 than PG-13. Look, look, we're going to talk about sex, baby. We're going to talk about you and me. We're going to talk about all the good things and the bad things that may be. Because, let's talk about... Okay, anyway. Because, because the difference in marriage... And that's why they don't let me sing, by the way. Just so you didn't know. Uh, because the difference in me being really good friends with you and me being married to you... Biblically is intimacy. I got some great friends in here. I'm not sleeping with them. Chris and I have known each other for a long time. Bo, as much as I love you, if your life depended on it, I ain't sleeping with you. Can I get a witness? Like, like I'd be like, Chris, I hate to tell you, you're gonna die. I'm gonna give you a nice funeral. You may want to marry Julie on your way out. I'm just saying, but you are gonna die. So let's before we jump into that, let's recap real quick. Yes, let's divert to a recap of all this stuff. Um, so week one, if you think way back at the end of January, we talked about what is love, and we talked about the things that God defines love in 1 Corinthians 13. And then we ta- also talked about Psalms 133 that talks about unity and how beautiful it is and blessed it is when we walk in unity together. That's all relationships, but particularly your spouse, because that's your closest relationship. And then week two, we thought we talked about power of words and love languages and about how the things that you say matter and you have to speak the same language that your your partner's love language is. You know, sometimes we speak our love language and they don't hear that. So we have to speak their love language. And we talked about what those love languages are and how to find out what your love language is. And then last week was Battle of the Sexes. Um, we had a little man and woman competition up that there on right stage. That was right before the Chiefs won the Super Bowl. If I knew that was coming. I knew there would be a tagline in there. Um, but we talked about why do we fight? You know, what are the reasons that we argue? And what are some of the things that we can do before we argue to prevent an argument and actually come to a solution? And here's the thing. If you're not going to do week one through three, don't expect the sex week to work. See, guys, we like to skip to the part of the test we like. But if you're not putting in the work one through three, you ain't getting much four. Now, I'm going to say that again. If you aren't putting in the work on the front end, you're not... You're not getting any work on the back end. Can I just say, that is not an in, an incomplete... I told you, this is why I told you to get your kids out of here. I gave the people online warning. I gave you warning. This, can I just be honest? This is going to be a real conversation. Because people get, people get divorced over a couple of things. Money, um, 
communication, and sex. You solve those three things, <laughs> you about divorce-proofed your marriage. Can I be honest? If you're worried about your husband creeping, pet the dog and feed him, and he'll stay on the porch. <laughs> Guys, if you're worried about your girl, do one through three and make sure you're taking care of four and she ain't going nowhere. Women generally cheat for emotional reasons. Men generally cheat for physical reasons. That's why a dude can have an affair and go, it didn't mean anything. I just wanted a little donuts. I just wanted to have sex. Like, it's not... See, y'all don't know whether you came to the right service or the wrong one. So. So you did mention um, why, why people cheat. You know, and we've been taught that sex is wrong and it's a sneaky thing and it's something that's like taboo. You don't talk about it. But... God created it. It's a beautiful thing as long as it's inside the covenant of marriage. Absolutely. Um, the only time it is wrong is when it's not inside that covenant. And if you think about sexual sins, those are the sins that are committed inside your body. And they also affect another person. And that's why when women are emotional women, you know, we get a deep connection from, from sex and men are physical and visual, so they, they get a connection, but it's not that kind of deep connection. And if you've ever been in a relationship with somebody as a woman and, and you have given yourself to that person, there's a deeper hurt than any other kind of hurt. It's a different kind of hurt. It's a deeper hurt. And it's because those things are happening inside your body and it's part of your soul the way God made us to connect. Yeah, and there's actually chemicals, there's bonding chemicals that happen when we have sex. And God designed those so that that when you sleep with somebody, you're more connected to them. Does this make sense? That's why, man, in our hookup culture, and this is just for young people, um, the more people you have sex with, the harder it is to connect with somebody. Now, can I say this? If you had sex outside of marriage, you were not damaged goods. You haven't thrown your life away. You're not some way deficient, right? Um, modern stats say somewhere between 50 and 75% of the population have premarital sex. Now, funny, the church is part of the population. So it's probably true in the house, too. I, I wish it wasn't. That's not God's plan. But God always has a plan for redemption. So here's the thing. If you are not married, stop sleeping with somebody. Okay, that's it. That's all I've got. So we want to look at what God says about sex and marriage. If you look at Hebrews 13 and 4, it says, Let marriage be held in honor among all, and let the marriage bed be undefiled, for God will judge the sexually immoral and the adulterous. So first thing it says, look, marriage is supposed to be respected. In our culture, it's not anymore. Marriages are disposable. Look, when you yoke with somebody, let's go all the way back to week one. When you yoke with somebody, it's supposed to be forever. God's intention is for it to be better, forever. For better, for worse, for richer, for poorer, in sickness and in health. Forsaken everybody else, your friends, your family, your neighbors, your co-workers. Forsaken everybody else. The two should cleave together and become uh, one flesh. Now here's the thing. Uh, the marriage bed is to be kept undefiled. That means no porn. Don't invite anybody else in. But anything the two of y'all want to do with the door shut is holy before the Lord. God said, look, don't bring nobody else into it, whether it's on video, in person, and whatever. Keep that out, right? 
Can, I hate to say this, animals. I, you shouldn't have to say that, but recently there was an article on somebody that, anyway, you shouldn't have to say certain things. The Bible had to talk about don't bring animals into the bedroom. So freakiness is not a new thing. But what the Bible does say is, man, whatever a husband and wife want to do inside the confines of their marriage, as long as they're both, both comfortable with it, God doesn't have a problem with it. Now, here's the thing. That gives you so much freedom. I hate hearing married couples say that, that yeah, you know, I used to have all the sex and then I got married. And I'm like, one of y'all is doing something wrong. Because until you got kids, you ain't got to sneak around again. Once you get kids, <laughs> game on. It's back to high school, right? It's, it's back to creeping. So, so what happens is this, is, is God says, man, what happens between you all is supposed to happen between you all because it's going to create memories that only the two of you know about. I've cracked jokes all the time that only her and I are going to get. It's fun, especially if you crack them in front of family members. Can I have the peanut butter? I'm making that one up, by the way. That would be whatever. I, but. I was lightly confused when you said yes, peanut okay. butter. I was like, <laughs> would you like whipped cream? Not now. <laughs> Some of y'all got that. Okay, anyway. <laughs> okay, so. <laughs> She's got cleanup. She's back See, cleanup all day. She's I like, the, how do I, I get, get this back? I get the raw end of the deal over here. Um, so we are intimately connected, but it's more than just a physical connection. You know, you can have sex or make love without your without Absolutely. intercourse. And. When we say this, it's a connection that must be in our whole lives, not just in the bedroom. And spoiler alert, you can actually make love with your clothes on. Oh, yeah. Um, a lot of times that... Can I interrupt you, you on that? You absolutely so, can. So when I first got married to Tracy, I was... Uh, my first job ever, this uh, evangelist came in and said, and we're sitting on the back row waiting on everybody to leave. Because when you're a youth pastor, you have to lock the door. It comes. It's like a job title, right? It's They hand you a key and go, hey, you're last to leave. And um, I was sitting on the back, and this, this guy, he's like 60, puts his arm on my shoulder, and he goes, so did you make love to your wife today? <laughs> Bo, I don't know you that well. Can, can we just be like, we ain't, we ain't on that level yet. I don't even know your middle name, right? And I'm like, I looked at him, he's like, no, 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 I didn't ask you if you had sex with your wife today. I asked you if a couple of times through the day, if you were intentional about making love with your wife. Are you creating love moments with your wife so that she will want to be intimate with you? And I was like, Bo, that's deep. We're friends now. <laughs> so. And sometimes, you know, like you said, that, that closeness leads to other things that makes everybody happy. Um, everybody you know, but happy. And can I say this? Sex is not just for guys. A bunch of married dudes wore donut squad. Thank God for Casey. She stole Michael's shirt and she got donut squad on. Because girls need donuts too. How come only the single people clap for that? The single women, the single women who most of which are pure, are going, woo! 
I'm looking forward to it. The married women are like, that's part of the problem. We need to teach people that the proper way, you know, that, that sex should be and that love should be. And, you know, as married people, we're responsible to show and be an example to the generation coming behind us that's going to be in these relationships. I mean, we were in a, in a generation that you, you kind of had that quick, you know, birds and the bees, get it over with and we're moving on because we don't want to talk about that. But our generation also experienced over 50% divorce rates because we didn't have anyone above us really teaching us. Like even those really embarrassing conversations where you're just like, mom, please shut up. I don't want to hear that out of your mouth, you know, but we need that. We need to be able to share that with people. And there are a lot of young women and young men who don't have parent figures. And we as the church need to show them the godly way that that should be. So we're going to go to Ephesians 5, 22 through 30. And this is about wives and husbands. This is um, everybody's favorite verse to corrupt. Yeah. Um, (laughs) So it says, wives, submit to your own husbands. That says your own husband, not your friend's husband and not your co-worker's husband, but your own. Come on. As to the Lord. For the husband's the head of the wife, even as Christ is the head of the church, his body, and is himself its savior. Now, as the church submits to Christ, so also wives should submit in everything to their husbands. Let's not go any further. That's where we can just stop reading because nothing else matters. Right? Because as a church, it depends on what denomination you've come out of, this is where they stop teaching this, this church, this verse. Women, submit to your man. Listen to everything he does. But, right? But there's another part to the story. Now let's read it, verse 25. Okay, and 25 says, Husbands, love your wives as Christ loved the church and gave himself up for her. And I love that he says her because he sees the church as the bride. Yes. And that he might sanctify her, having cleansed her by the washing of water with the word, so that he might present the church to himself in splendor without spot or wrinkle or any such thing that she might be holy and without blemish. I'm going to stop you there. So if you read this, what it says, notice it says, man, you're to to take care of your wife and wash her with the water and the word. So man, you should constantly be sacrificing and building up your wife. And and look, it's not, I, I don't live as a man for my best interest. I live for the best interest of my wife and my family so that I can present her everywhere without blame or without wrinkle or without spot. I never put my wife down. Does this make sense? Like, like when I present her, I don't talk. If she can't cook, we just don't talk about cooking. Or I'm going to talk about the one thing she can cook right. Or, or if you're talking about how good your wife cooks, I'm going to talk about how clean my house is. Like, you know what I'm talking about? Like, like my job is to present her this way. Why? Because that kind of husband, a woman wants to sacrifice. She wants to submit to. Because she's like, look, this dude will love me above his own body. This guy would, would make himself look bad. He would fall on the proverbial sword so that I look good. And because he treats me that way, I want to treat him the exact same way. I want to listen to what that man has to say. Not because he's a dictator, not because he's a jerk, but because he loves me so much. 28 says, in the same way husbands should love their wives as their own bodies. He who loves his wife loves himself. For no one ever hated his own flesh, 
but nourishes and cherishes it just as Christ does the church because we are members of his body. So before we get, you kind of stole my thunder on, on the um, submission thing, but, you know, a lot of times you talk about submission and I could just hear the women like smacking their teeth and nodding their head. You know, I don't submit to a man, you know, but it says and some of us have been taught that. Yeah. Some women have been taught that by their mamas. Look, I was divorced and I went through it. You ain't never going to have, you don't ever need to depend on a man. You need to be a boss, babe. They call them other things, but right. Um, I watch YouTube. Keep going. It, the definition of submit is to follow and encourage and lift up like the Proverbs 31 woman. Um, Submission, I want you guys to remember this, ladies. Submission is not equal to slavery. Come on. You're, you are not a slave to a man because you submit Come to on. him. And I think there's a big misconception about that, especially in the church, because we, you know, sit down and shut up and don't speak in the church, but that is not at all what submission is. We choose to submit. When you have a good, godly man who loves you beyond his own life even, you want to submit to him because he has your heart's best interest. And that will make you fall in love with him day after day after day. Now, why would we go out and look for a robber with a gun, but we won't pay our wife a compliment? We want to take a bullet for you, woman, but we don't say anything nice. We're willing to take a bullet for you, but we won't go to your mama's house because she gets on my last nerves. I won't go over to my brother-in-law's, my sister-in-law's house, because you know how they are. I mean, fill in the blank, right? Scripture says that we're to love our wives beyond our own body. In other words, beyond what we want, we're supposed to love, honor, and cherish our wife like that. And that breeds a place where a woman goes, hey, what do you think? Like, I don't really have an opinion. We'll go with whatever you think. Do you see what kind of unity this builds? And, and honestly, it's a setup for for this great marriage that includes sex. Because people always talk about makeup sex. I like angry sex. I don't like angry sex because somebody's going to get hurt. Right? Hanging I, from some chandeliers and fall off of that. Come ride. on, look. Look. <laughs> you know, I love you and we're going we're gonna to make love, but I'm going to hit you with a candlestick. No, please don't. <laughs> don't. No, I, that's not my thing. It's not my thing. So, so with very little exceptions, we should have, married people should have amazing sex lives. We should make our children uncomfortable with our sex lives. I, t I told my son all the time, I'm like, you, look, you got two choices. Either your mom and dad can flirt with each other and be all sassy, or you can go through a divorce picket. Which one do you want? <laughs> That's part of his therapy he'll be going through later. But... <laughs> But the idea is that because of this mutually blessing and loving relationship, it breeds this amazing intimacy. It's a byproduct of a great relationship. Come on. First Corinthians. First Corinthians 7, 3 through 5 says, The husband should give to his wife her conjugal rights. Pause. Y'all know what conjugal is. Husband should give his wife her sex rights. How come this place got quiet? <laughs> Am I teaching the Bible? 
just because ain't nobody ever talked to you about this don't mean I'm not going to. My wife goes, hey, how are we going to do this? I'm like, I'm going to talk about it. Because look, either I'm going to talk to, to, to 200 people today about it at one pop, or you're going to come to my office and i got to do it 200 individual times. I just shouldn't do it in one shot. Look, once you get married, the husband should give his wife sex because it's her right. Second part. And likewise, the wife to her husband. It is not, it is not. A, <laughs> look, that second half got a lot of reaction. The first half, everybody's like. The women are like, yeah. The men are like, praise the master. Okay, but here's the thing. Why is sex so predominant in our society? Because it matters. Okay, here's a, here's a, here's a news flash for some people. Men are primal. We want food, sex, and sports. That's it. All the men. You give me food, you give me sex, you give me sports, I ain't going anywhere. I don't care. Like, like I won't even leave for a war. You know what I'm talking about? No, look, y'all just... You know, it's, it's kind of like, you hear it like men are dogs, but women are cats. Because, you know, if you give a dog food and love on it a little bit, you know, it's going to stay around the porch. But a cat, if you got a cat that loves you, you got to earn that love from that cat. And if anybody out here got, has got a cat, you know they are fickle. Well, women are a little bit like that because we aren't sure that we trust you yet. Like, we have to be proven by the way that you engage our emotions if you're worth the trust. Can I say this? Ladies, I'm going to free you from something. We don't care if your body does not look like a supermodel. We just want to see it naked. We want to see boobies. We want to see butts. We want to see other things, right? We don't. We don't. No, I'm not. All the men said what? Amen. Look, you ain't got to look like a supermodel. Just let me look at it. We don't know. You know, I don't want you to see it. We want to see it. Yeah, but it's not like it. we don't care. We want to see it. We want to see it a lot. We're not going to get tired of seeing it. Ever. We want to see it. And we don't care that you're uncomfortable with showing it to us. And speaking of being Sorry. uncomfortable, okay, yeah, I got you. I was about to. I got you. I, I'm feeling what you're, I'm picking up what you're putting down. Um, Ladies, and I'm speaking from experience here, you know, if you try to, if you draw out attention to all your bad parts, you know, that's what they're going to look at. So just rock what you've got, you know Come what on. I'm saying? And be who you are because confidence is sexy. That is right. And we probably aren't looking at the places you don't want us to look at anyway. You know, I got this spot over here where I carried a baby, got a couple stretch. We ain't looking right there. Well, stuff isn't as perky as it want to be. Look, we just look down a little further. It don't bother us. Can somebody give me an amen? Being in the house, give me an amen. We like, look, whether they here or here or here or down here or down. Look, these are the same cats that used to watch Scramble TV like this trying to see something. You are not going to show them anything that's going to upset them. The thing that's going to upset them is not seeing it. 
Okay, sorry. This is the no hardest idea. message I think I've ever stood up here Can I just say this? Life. I am loving it. Because, because this is one out of three things people get divorced about. Get over it. It's just, it's just bodies. But their bodies made in the image and the likeness of God. Made to perform in ways that God created them to do. If all God wanted sex to be was reproductive, it wouldn't be fun. Why does God make stuff fun? So you do it again. <laughs> Sorry, continue. Okay, I don't even so know where I'm we're at. I'm going to finish the first Corinthians that we started. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to pick up in verse four. It says, "For the wife does not have the authority over her own body, but the husband does. Likewise, the husband does not have authority over his own body, but the wife does. Don't Amen. deprive one another, except perhaps by agreement for a limited time." Hold on. What? A uh, what? <laughs> How long? Limited. A little bit. Not long. <laughs> Limited. Limited time offer means you buy it now. Limited. And in agreement about the time. I don't know about that. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no. No, now there there is truth in this because if you give this if you look at guys and go you can have it anytime you want it's what the Bible says and what Pastor Adam taught. Okay, first of all, remember let's go back to a husband will give himself up for his wife. Look, I want it now, but I'm not for. I don't have to have the popsicle right now, right? But what I do say is, look, honey, the first chance we get, this needs to be a priority. Yeah, don't wait till she's putting a kid to sleep and be like, hey. Can I say something else? Get a shower. Don't nobody want button onions. That smell is not attractive. Get you a shower. It ain't going to ruin the mood. Put you on some berry white while you in there and lather up. Because I'm going to tell you what, ain't nothing more a mood killer than a smell that is not attractive. And all the ladies said. Ladies, I'm going to say this. If you've been to the gym, he may think your sweat's attractive. Wash it. Some of y'all are going, you shouldn't have to say that. No, I should not. But I've counseled for 30 years. Get a shower. Sorry, that was nothing to do with Scripture. But it does. It does. Okay. So, I don't even know where to go. So don't deprive yourself of one another, but only perhaps in a limited time under agreement that you may devote yourself to prayer. But then come together again so that Satan may not tempt you because of your lack of self-control. So only for specific reasons, mutually agreed short times, you should be able to go, hey, I am in need of this. And don't be afraid. Like, I know that for us, you know, if there comes, it, life is just busy. And sometimes, you know, we have to stop and go, hey, you know, it's been a while. Let's make some time. If we have to put it on the calendar, we put it on the calendar. And it sounds crazy, but sometimes your life's ruled by a calendar. And, you know, if you are exhausted at the end of the day, because I know, I know moms, they work, they do all the things, they get the kids ready for school and everything. You know, just say, hey, you know, if, if you got that look coming at you from the other side, you know, where they're like, hey, Because men are subtle, right? <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> no. The room just got quiet. You know, if, if that's not a time, you know, say, hey, you know, can we do this tomorrow or make a special time to do that? But 
be vocal about your needs and and what and your your both both way needs both kinds of needs like if you need if you just need a minute to break or you need a snuggle time or something like that just say hey you know i am i, I want to be with you but i want to give you 100% of my attention and right now i can't do that yeah and if you make an appointment keep it like if you put it on the calendar don't don't show up and start giving me guff because it's like cuz that dude will be following you around the house like this four three two one right because if you make promises that you don't fulfill, women will appreciate this. It's kind of like when the man tells you he'll do it but never does it. It breaks your trust. Marriages are meant to be built on trust and mutual benefit. I, I don't have a problem if, if my wife looks at me and goes, hey, this isn't a good time. Or, or maybe it's a bad time of the month. Or it's right. Whatever it is. Man, that, that's just life, right? We're not four. But if you go, hey, in this amount of time or this date would be a great Okay, great, but keep your promise. And don't don't get in a habit of putting off, putting off, putting off. You know, there are times when you need to do that, but it can't be every time. Yeah, I love this. And the end of verse 5 said, so that Satan may not tempt you because of your lack of self-control. The, the sexual desire is intended to be between a husband and a wife. There's supposed to be sexual tension. Desire. But when when it goes unfulfilled, it's the playground of the enemy. Uh, 1 Corinthians 7.2 says, But because of the temptation to sexual immorality, each man should have his own wife and each woman her own husband. Why? Because you have desire, and if it doesn't go in the right place, I'm going to make you a promise. It'll go in the wrong place. If, if you're not taking care of intimacy between a husband and wife, intimacy is being taken care of. Matter of fact, um, marriage is meant to be so fulfilling sexually and for a lifetime. This is one of my favorite verses of Scripture. Proverbs 8, 5, 18 and 19 says this, Let your fountain be blessed, and rejoice in the wife of your youth, a lovely deer and a graceful doe. Let her breasts fill you at all times with delight, and be intoxicated always in her love. So here's the thing, ladies. Here's the thing, guys. The lady that you fell in with as a young man that, 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 that had, had a doe-like figure. Come on, girls. You should have amen that and be like, look, I was rocking. Back, back when guys had a six-pack, now we're carrying a keg. I had a guy one time, I shared this earlier on in our series, he came to me and said, man, I need you to, to pray for him. I'm not attracted to my wife anymore. And I made him drive 45 minutes back to his house and get his picture. When he brought it, he was a Marine. And he was he was ripped, bro. I mean, like in his wedding, he was like chest, narrow, wet, right? And his, his wife was there and, and he's like, I'm just not attracted to her anymore. And I said, dude, I understand why there's no attraction. Look at you. You're a hundred pounds heavier. You don't have near the hair you used to. Bo, I don't know what happened to your face, but you 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 started multiplying chins. I'm not gonna make that mistake twice. Some of y'all are thinking it. I don't blame her. I wouldn't be attracted to you either. And he goes, Man, this was about her. And I'm like, no, it ain't never about her. Here's the thing. Scripture says you're supposed to be as attracted to your spouse at 20 as you are at 80. Now, you may have to take a little blue pill to make the, the magic happen. But no, listen, let me tell you something. But 
Who she was as a young woman should still intoxicate you as an older woman. Who she was, because here's the thing: when 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 you're young and you get married, you don't have any kids yet. And man, it's easy. It's easy to be fly. What about when when you watch her give birth to your children? You watch her get up and and clean up vomit in the middle of the night from your kids and she nurtures you through sickness and and she takes care of your laundry and and she protects your secrets and she encourages you when you're down now now there there's there's external sexiness and then there's lifetime of sexiness it's like this i love i love when my wife is dressed up makeup pants she she's rocking it right that's hot but there's something hot about first thing in the morning when she's got her hair pulled back and no makeup on and she's just that kind of, come on guys, know what I'm talking about. Somebody better amen me. And you looking over there like, hmm. That's hot too. Like a skirt is hot, but sometimes, I don't know, them jogging pants, not, like, not out in public, like don't be wearing your pajama pants like to Walmart, right? But, but you like, does this make sense? Because I'm still intoxicated. Women a lot of times think because their bodies change, they're no longer intoxicating. Ladies, I'm gonna give you, I'm gonna give you some 411. You're intoxicating if you will work it. Guys, look, you don't have a six-pack anymore. But can I be honest? She doesn't find your six-pack attractive as she does you taking the trash out. You putting gas in her car. You paying bills on time. Putting your clothes in the hamper. Putting your toothbrush back up. Been doing it for three weeks now. I asked my wife, I said, what make your life ten times better? She said, you putting your toothbrush up? I was thinking like, you know, make more money. <laughs> Me go to the gym more, right? Like, no, just put your tooth. Because isn't it funny what we think the other person finds attractive and we put words and thoughts into their lives when they're telling us something totally different? So here's the thing. What, is, what does all this mean? This means that God wants you as a couple, if you're married, to lean into sex and intimacy. Intimacy and sex are separate. But intimacy breeds sex. Here's the thing. Woman goes away. This, I'm stealing a line from Gary Chapman. Woman goes away on a business trip, comes back. What is the first thing a man wants to do? Uh-huh. What's the first thing a woman wants to do? She wants to go out, find out how everything was, make sure the kids are good. She wants to connect emotionally. Then she's ready to, to, to get physical. A dude wants her physical so that afterwards they can connect emotionally. You're speaking two languages and it ends up in a fight. So what happens when we... When we go, look, we, we are meant to be connected. How do you want to connect first? God meant for you to have mind-blowing, amazing, no-holds-barred sex with your, with your spouse. You should be excited to leave church today. Because y'all got some stuff to talk about. Hey, how do we balance this? How do I balance being a mom and this thing that God mandated me to be. Hey, how do I as a husband defend and lift you up and protect you, but at the same time connect with you emotionally, spiritually, and physically? That's my job. This is not dirty. 
The problem is the church stopped talking about it, but the world kept talking about it. Look, I love sex. Sex is one of my favorite things. Like top one. Like beyond Jesus. My perfect day would be to preach a great message, have amazing sex, and die. Throw some good food in there and I hit the freaking trifecta. I'm like, Jesus, take me home. Right? Why? Because that's the way God intended it to be. God said, look, I want you to, I want you to fellowship and be intimate with me. I want you to be intimately, uh, emotionally, spiritually, and physically with your wife. And I want you to have a life that other people can only dream of. See, inside the, the context of marriage, all your fantasies are fulfilled. All your emotions are fulfilled. All your right now, we're not talking about the spiritual side because there are things that 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 your husband and wife can't provide, right? That are only filled with God. I think Liz and JC are going to talk about that next week. But 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 beyond that, your marriage, short of God, should be the most fulfilling relationship you'd ever had. And that means saying yes instead of saying no. That means women stop acting like it's a chore. Man, make sure she gets something out of it. <laughs> Can't believe he said that. Yeah, he said it. Because if everybody don't get a ride to ride, watching people at Disney ain't no fun. <laughs> everybody gets a turn. Do you wish somebody would have told you that early on? Yes, yeah, so if you're getting ready to get married, we got, we got some engaged people. Look, Everybody gets a turn. If you don't know what that means, see me after service. I will draw you diagrams. No, I'm not making that up. This year, I, we counseled two, three, four couples. Three of them, I drew pictures. Seventh grade paid off for me. I'm just letting y'all know. I'm like, and what you need to do, and I started draw. I will, I will draw you a playbook. Why? Because it's not dirty. God wired us for this. So here's my challenge to you. Every week when you leave here, I give you homework. If you're married, you got homework. I want you to grab your partner's hand if you're sitting with them. New grandparents, Rusty and Misty. Come on, give them, give them some love. Had a, had a baby boy last night named Renzo. Uh, going to be a cool kid. We're going to pray over him before we leave. Here's the thing. If you're here with your spouse, you need to grab their hand. If you're not, you need to grab it afterwards. And you need to go, hey, look, this week is going to be mind-blowing for both of us. Now tell them right now. This week's going to be mind-blowing. We're going to connect spiritually. We're going to connect physically. And we're going to connect emotionally. Get ready. Not get ready. It's on. If we got to be sneaky. Can we pray together? Don't, don't let your hands go. Father, right now in the name of Jesus. Father, with all kidding aside, You created us to be physical, spiritual, and emotional beings. Father, today will you let husbands and wives connect intimately in a way that maybe they haven't done before? Or maybe they haven't done in a long time. Father, will you let them connect emotionally? Fulfilling each other's every need short of that which only you can do. Father, will you grow them spiritually in the presence of a living God? Father, my prayer this morning is that our marriages be mind-blowing. 
our intimate lives be mind-blowing. Maybe you're here today and you go, you know what, Pastor, I can't have that kind of relationship because I'm not where I'm supposed to be with God. Maybe you're watching online. Maybe you're here in house and you're like, man, I, I would love to have this. But I know today that I'm not where I'm supposed to be with Jesus. With nobody looking around at all, will you, will you just lift your hand up if that's you? I just want to pray for you. Thank you so much. Can we, can we just pray together? Dear Heavenly Father, right now I invite you into my life. I ask you to forgive me of my sins. Make me right with you. Today I confess that I'm a sinner made right by you. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless you. Thank you for being part of our Thrive Tribe. If you want to partner with this ministry and what the Lord is doing here at Thrive, visit thrivechurchonline.com and click on the Give tab. Help us reach more people just like you by rating and subscribing to this podcast. You don't want to miss what's coming next.